All right, LOLs. Have you guys had a Bud Light Chilada? <laughs> Jamie, you know what's up. I don't know about LOLs. Oh, I know what's up. Do the listeners know what's up? The LOLs gotta know about this. Yo, guys, the Bud Light Chilada is the perfect blend of Camlado, spices, and a hint of lime, okay? And you know the summers are coming right around the corner. It only has 4.2 alcohol, okay, in it, Jamie. You know, I'm always keeping my weight. I'm a heavy set guy, okay? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's important. That's important in the summer. Jamie, I know, I know, you, you know, they've been sending you little boxes in there. This is amazing. And the flavors, Jamie, please let them know. Oh, this is the best part because I'm, I'm a flavor guy. I want mm-hmm. options, right? And uh, Bud Light Chelada is available in four flavors. Yes. You know, they, they, they got the original. That's the classic. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with the classic. Um, they got the extra lime. Mm. Not just lime. Extra lime. Yeah, that's that's some extra zest right there, yes. too. You know? Yes, yes. Um, they got the mango. Oh, yeah. My girl loves that one. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, of course. You need a tropical twist. <laughs> you need a tropical twist one. Um, and then they got the fuego. Oh. All right. These are the people that, they're, people that want that extra kick. Mm-hmm. All right. Because mm-hmm. they ain't playing with the fuego. So you better bring it. Um, you know, I usually need like maybe some water right after the fuego. <laughs> um, you know, that's... That's my chaser. I just need a quick water. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I think it's going to be a Bud Light Chalala summer. What do you think, Frank? Jamie, I can't agree with you anymore. This summer is going to be a super lit Bud Light Chalala summer. It's going to be off the chain. It's going to be off the chain, as the kids say. So now we asked you, uh, Eloeros, if you didn't know about Bud Light Chalala, now you know. Mm-hmm. So go get some. Go get, you know, like I said, four flavors. I recommend mango. And, re- and go out there and refresh the celebration. That's what Bud Light Chalada is all about. Refresh the celebration. And tell them LOL sent you. Let's go! Hey guys, all right, today's question, our homegirl, uh, Z-Way, mm-hmm. she, got a, she got a Showtime show, she was interviewing Andrew Yang, and, and she oh. asked him what his favorite subway station is, and his answer was Times Square, which is the most non-New York answer ever, right? I mean, come on. So, as New Yorkers, I wanted to ask you guys, what is your real New Yorker favorite subway station? Frank. Um, my most interesting subway station in New York is on 125th and Lexington Avenue. It's amazing. Why? It's, it's, it's like a world of its own. I mean, you know, you have a little bit of everything. You have like, it's like a zombie apocalypse. You know, you have a lot of dope fiends and they're just walking around aimlessly and upstairs at McDonald's. It's just, if you're, if you ever go to New York, it's a sight to see. I mean, just to pass by and see. It's very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, I, for me, I gotta tell you something first of all. I'll, I'll tell you the one I hate the most, okay? Before I tell you my favorite. And yeah. honestly, shout out to you guys uptown, but it's gonna be the One Train 191 because those Ooh. elevators, uh, yeah. those elevators are the most unsanitary, stinkiest, like petri dish type places that exist on this planet. I cannot, like, I. and the thing is, when you get off at 191 on the one train, you're like 40 levels down. You're like the closest to hell that you're ever gonna get before you die. 
Um, you have to take the elevators, or else if they were to build escalators, I don't know, you'd be on 19,000 escalators just to get to street level. So you have no choice. So I hate 191st, but I'll tell you the one I love. The one I love the most has to be my own because up to, you know, I'm gonna just say it, 96th Street, brand new station, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you train. Guys, shout yeah, out yeah. to the Q. Air conditioning, air conditioning. AC, and also I know it so well, I can maneuver like the homeless, stinky men and the troublemakers pretty damn well, <laughs> you know? I know the nooks and crannies. I know, uh, you know, what to, what, if I need to slide down a staircase, I could easily do it. Um, and I say this, which is pretty funny, because this was also the same subway station that I got slapped in the face by a 17-year-old for no reason. Oh, and no. I talked about that on the podcast, remember? It was like yeah, two yeah. years ago. Forgot yeah, he was just like, excuse me, miss. I was like, what the f-? You know? Anyway, yeah, that's my answer. Long-winded, but two-parter. Wow. How about you, Jamie? I'm going to go with um, 59th Street subway station on the A, closer to the A A line. Oh. Columbus Circle. Columbus Circle. Um, there's like a mini mall there now. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And seen that. So um, sometimes I just get off that stop to get something from that mini mall, right? Because they have a dumpling place that I like now. Um, you know, they got like uh, my juice press when I want to get okay. that juice press. Okay, okay. Um, and so, um, but yeah, that doesn't that does doesn't sound like so New York, right? You know, it seems like that I'm doing the gentrified choice. But you know, I do know that if you get off on the one side, you're not gonna see the mall. You gotta get off on the A side because if you if you get off on the one side, it's just you're gonna be. You know, it takes you to a completely different place. So, okay, I, I don't think Andrew Yang knows the specifics of subway. He, he doesn't know the subway hacks like New Yorkers do. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, though, I really, you know, every subway station after if you're in it too long, is miserable. Just to let you know, Jamie, that's like a there's like an Illuminati um, uh, symbolism uh, artwork in that 59th Street Columbus Circle area. By the way, there's a whole bunch of eyes and the um, in the uh, granite and like a whole, you know, uh, orbital uh, Illuminati uh, signal thing there. Wow. Just look out for it. Just another well, reason to love it. I will never get off at that train station because I won't co-sign on anything, Columbus. Oh, damn. You call me out there, Rachel. That's my stuff. I'm All right, just like Jamie, Andrew Yang. Jamie I'm, Yang. Jamie Yang. <laughs> <laughs> God, Frank, here we yo. Yo, 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 podcast or show or whatever you want to coin us as um shout out to everybody listening to us on their alexa okay just want to shout out alexa no don't say it don't say it because then the alexa's gonna hear it and it's gonna start doing shit for the uh, for them that they didn't ask for (laughs) okay fine what do you mean jamie alexa play the latinos out loud podcast on repeat from now until december 2021 Um, I hope every Alexa does that. Oh my God, my Alexa is doing it right now. Alexa, <laughs> callate. 
Um, hi, everybody. It's your friend, Rachel La Loca. You may recognize my voice. Who else is here? Anybody? Knock, knock. Oh, hey, you might know me. Um, Jay Ferns, your friendly neighborhood podcaster. How you doing, guys? This is uh, Frank Sparacy Nibs from uh, Washington Heights. How's everyone doing? Washington Heights, but you're not seeing this, but Frank's background is, is San Francisco. So he, I guess he left his heart there. He left his heart there. I couldn't, I couldn't get the George Washington Bridge. This is the closest thing I could get was the Golden Gate Bridge. But eventually, if we stick on Zoom, I want to get the George Washington Bridge because, you know, the movie's coming out. And, you know, I live right, I live like a block away. I was born and raised by that bridge, that George Washington Bridge. So, guys, just help me, help me get the George Washington Bridge just in case. Uh, it's iconic. And I got to say, the Golden Gate and the G-dubs, they kind of look alike a little, you don't know, they? Right. Different colors, but like that thing in the middle, what do you call it? The archway, the strings? I don't know what you call it. Like, they're, yeah, I think they're like inch-wise, they're the same, they're the same yeah, size. very similar. Very, very similar. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I would think that the Dominican Bridge would be bigger. Oh, um, hey, I was waiting for, I see, I was yeah. setting it up for Rachel and she hit it. Alley-oops, son! <laughs> I was waiting for it. It wasn't like a slam dunk joke, but it was still a nice little, you know. It was a good, it was a, it was a good double, like, you know, solid double. Start the inning, right? Speaking of two points, look, I know there's something I want to talk about, and I didn't put this on the show notes, but I do have to address it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to all the Knicks fans. I'm sorry. Talking about two points, right? It was two points. They lost first playoff game. Yeah, when you, if, yeah, if you're listening to this, we're talking about game one. Um, of the Knicks' first playoff game in eight years. Wow. Yeah. So we've been we've Woo. been thirsty. We a little thirsty. Yeah, yeah. Um, we and the hungry. fans were see the fans made a mistake though. I, they brought so much energy. They're the loudest fans in basketball. Everybody yep. knows when it gets a playoff game in Masters Garden is one of a kind. But they immediately started chanting "fuck Trey Young," and Trey Young <laughs> happens to be the best player on the opposing team. So they immediately got him pissed off. And you don't want to do that in game one. Maybe game four or five. You know, maybe wait till wait till the series. They've already had a couple games. We've won a couple we're games. Too angry, we're too anxious. You can't do that in game one. Because now this guy's pissed off at us. And he, he hit the game winning shot. And look, now we're like, we got pie on our face. Because we're we, Come on, we New York. cursing him out. Relax. You know? Oh, man. He reminded me of Reggie Miller, bro. Reggie Miller, Jordan. You don't want to piss <laughs> oh. off the good players. You know, tell them they're bench players. Tell them the bench players to fuck off. I don't understand. I don't understand the chance. Okay, I don't want to, like, get on this for too long. But, like, I've been to playoff games or, like, big games. And, like, I remember they were chanting Reggie Miller's sister's name. Like, I don't understand why they Yo, were. we get grimy. Cheryl? New Yorkers get grimy, Why man. were they we get, chanting get... Cheryl? What does it have anything uh, to do with it? Eso no nada que ver con su hermana. Okay? I think when um, what was it? One of these players was dating um one of the uh the K- Kendall Jenner or something like that, and I don't know what fan base, but they were cheering. Um, they were they were they started chanting the guy that she that that she started her new boyfriend. Damn. So while this guy was in the free throw line, they were chanting. I think it was like Dang. Blake Griffin. Let's say it was Blake Griffin, and the fans were chanting Devin Booker or something, <laughs> whoever she was dating wow. at the time. Uh, or Benson, so it was like they get personal. They read, they 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 read the the gossip pages, and then they take it to the they take this it to another the court. level. This is another level. Well, I'm sorry, you know things are not. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, thank you. The way Wait, how's feeling? Edgar? How's how's yeah, your house? How is he doing? And yes, how's Donovan? I saw them at the game. How's everyone doing? I know it was rough. Did he come home like super pissed? Yes. How about 
me. I'm Isn't very concerned, concerned about me because I'm on the receiving end of all this, like, you know, these disgruntled Knicks fans that came walking through the door last night. Okay. Donovan had the time of his life. He's five and a half. And, and I know the Knicks <laughs> lost, but Edgar said something so sweet before. He's, he had a moment. He had tears in his eyes. And do you know why? <laughs> I feel him, man. He had tears in his eyes. Hold on. Yes, the sadness from the loss. But he had happy tears in his eyes because he goes to me like this. He goes, yo, somebody asked Donovan when the last time the Knicks was in the playoffs and he had the right answer. He got so emotional because Donovan knew that the Knicks haven't been in a playoff for eight years. So he's very excited that his son, his five and a half year old, knows the Knicks statistics. And that got him in a sore spot right in his heart. Pulled at the heart. Alrighty. But anyway, yeah, things are melancholy here. Things are not on the up and up today. Okay, nobody's wearing blue. You know what I'm saying? Uh it's just it's nobody's really talking about the game. I had to ask proactively. Um, so we're gonna move on. But I'll tell you something that's very happy, uh, and that brings me a lot of joy, you guys. What? I re I rehearsed on a stage for the first time in a year and a half. Whoa. Woo! Where? Where? So good. Where? I was I was at a theater, so I'm in the bragging rights show, the first bragging rights show post pandemic. Okay, I am representing Team Blue. Shout out to my teammates, Maureen, Alessio, Mm. Josue. Mm. Yo, it it is so much fun. Sarah Ann Houghton's on the team. Mm. Like, yo, and McKenna Cox. Shout out to McKenna. Mm. She's on the other team. I'm going up against McKenna. It's so exciting. But. We were and so just so players. you know, just listeners, uh, if you haven't heard any other episodes where we talked about bragging rights, bragging rights is where two sketch teams go against each other. It's a competition. Wow. Ooh. And historically, it was at the People's Improv Theater. And thank you, Jamie. It, it was at the pit. And so now it's at the Players Theater, which is a pretty iconic off-Broadway theater. Room 28 did a show mm-hmm. or two there downtown on McDougal Street, right next to the Comedy Cellar. So oh, it's nice. Nice. They got the falafels right next door, yo. Right there. Yo, that right? strip on McDougal Street, I think it has every single cuisine. Like, there's Indian yes, food. Yes. There's pizza. Pizza. They got the pizza shop in the corner, They got a good burger spot, too. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Great. Yes, 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 yes. So please come out if you're in the New York City tri-state area. Come out. It's on June 4th. Go to I'm my there, Instagram I'm page. I'm there. I'm there. Thanks, Frank. Go to my Instagram page. The ticket link is in my bio. And if you hit me up on the DM, I will give you a discount code for 50% off the ticket price. Okay? So oh, slide in the DM and I will give you that discount code. Come see us. It's gonna be a really fun night of sketch comedy. And bottom line is we. We performers, we're back. Hi. A little, a little sketch birdie told me also that you might, you have, you're writing one of the sketches in there too. So you're doing double duty. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, I uh, wrote a little doozy. Wrote a little sketcheroni. <laughs> a little doozy. <laughs> yeah. I, it's June, and shout out to Maureen and Alessio. Now, you guys also remember we talked about their engagement on this show. Mm. Uh, Alessio proposed to Maureen through a sketch I remember, I remember. at the last Room 28 show that we did live pre-pandemic. That was February 2019. So here they are, and uh, on my team, and they inspired me to write a sketch about you know something weddingy. So I wrote a sketch called The Best Best Man, and it's a game show where well, let's get down to it. Uh, the very fair. 
circumstances that the girl, the um, fiance, gets to pick who the best man is um, oh. through the guidance through the guidance of judges that pop in and out. So it's That's a lot a of fun. One. That's a good yeah, one. It's, it's fun. Uh, a lot of buzzers. The thing with game shows is, you know, that like third level of comedy because you know you got the writing and then you got the actors uh -huh. and then you have that third sort of hidden camera the the hidden joke of like sound effects mm. and for me when writing a game show oh it's like a field day isn't it jamie well, you've got buzzers to choose from you've got the corny game show music like the corny game show intro and outro so stay tuned i'll talk more about it post show but check it out um, now, Jamie and Frank, uh, you guys have been up to some stuff, too. Frank, you went to go see a show, didn't you? Yeah, man. I went to see this show called Blindness. It had a... Wait, you were able to see Blindness? Yo, this show... This Irony sh alert. Guys, I don't know why they do this. This is post-pandemic. <laughs> we talked about this. I don't know if it was a guest I was talking about this. All this content is going to come out connected to the pandemic, and this show was connected to the pandemic, guys. Tell us. The name is called Blindness. Guys, this was so weird. This is like one of the first shows on off Broadway. Like they sanitize everything before you go in. Like this shit is like mad clean. It's like everything. Like when you go in, everything is like black, like theater black. You can't see anything. And be uh, on top of you, there's these like these strobe lights. Okay, and there's like a they're, they're boxed in, and you're sitting perpendicular to the person you come with. Or oh, if you if you're sitting next to someone that's alone, like you're sitting right next to them. And then you're almost like in a box, and there are these strobe lights around you, and they're on top of you, like in a theater. Wow. And the story is told audibly, and you have these uh, these headphones, these high-end headphones, and you're hearing the story, and the sound is crisp, and the storyline is amazing. And with these strobe lights, they come up and down, and the story is being told by color. White, green, blue, red. So yellow, so on and so forth, with the colors and the audible, and it talks about the pandemic. At the beginning of the story, the first thing that happens, somebody goes blind. That's the pandemic. People start going blind, and they don't see black, they see white. Okay? So you go blind, and you only see white. And I don't want to tell you the whole story, but pretty much at the end, there's one person that's telling the story and that person does not go blind and they're inside a hospital and they're leading people all over the place on how to get food and how to get by in this pandemic. And they can see everything and everybody else is blind. And at the end, people start regaining their visioning. So it was a really weird story with mm. what happened. And at the end, well, I'm going to tell you the, the, the biggest thing that they did. They opened up the door towards the union. Uh, the theater was by Union Square and they opened up the doors and it was a beautiful day in New York and the sun was shining and the light came in through the theater. And it was just like mind boggling, just seeing everything, what everything that just happened with the pandemic. And it just gave me like visions of people just walking by New York and so happy to see everybody walking by and the, the energy in the city getting back. And the theater and the arts. It was like, yo, it was amazing. It was That's amazing. That's exciting. It sounds like it's very ex a very experiential show. Yes. Um, that taps into your senses yes. a lot. I love yes. shows like that. Very cerebral. Rachel's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that show uh, after taking an edible. <laughs> oh yes. For the and for did. the full experience. That goes without saying, my friend. <laughs> Come on. I smoked. Right, right in Union Square. Like now, you could smoke. I smoked with my homegirl. 
Shout out to my homegirl Soraya. She accompanied me and oh, home, my homegirl for like over 20 years. Shout out Aye. to uh, Paola, Dominican Pie, that hooked me up with the tickets. That's my homegirl. My pana full. And I had a great time, man. I just, yo, guys. And then I walked after that. I walked to Houston Street. You know, people were outside. People were vibing. The, I just felt the energy in the city coming back. It was just like, yo, wow. That's cool. Wow, guys. We're back, bro. I feel like we're, we're on our way, man. We on our way, guys. Jamie, yeah. Dimelo, what you did, Papa? Yeah, so um, actually, uh, uh, last week I did some uh, a fun little pre-wedding um, mm. exercise. I guess we went to uh, me and Fatima went to t- have a tasting for our, our ah, caterer. So nice. you know, ah. we chose a, we chose already a catering service, and so we went to this place. Deep, we went to Brooklyn. We went to deep Brooklyn. Ooh, yeah. Ah. Right, right. Your neck of the woods. Uh, I need all the details. Go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where I live is, for this I'm gonna tell you right now because you know I I don't know Brooklyn like like that like give that. me a neighborhood a train how okay, did you get near, there? Okay, it's near like it was near like Henry Street. Henry Street near around downtown. So Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights. Yes. Okay. So Ooh, we were on Brooklyn. Yes. Heights. Okay. Okay. I'm so, from Brooklyn, son. I know the hey, borough. Hey. Okay. We were up around there. And so, yeah, it was great because, you know, they gave us a bunch of samples. Mm. You know, you pay like 50 bucks and then they just give you kind of, you choose, you choose kind of the choices that, you know, of food items that you're thinking about. And they, they just kept bringing it. You know, they were smallish, but it was filling enough. It was good. Um, And so, you know, I had, you know, we got to choose from stuff like, there was like a little mini chicken and waffle situation. What? Yeah, I was like, oh, these are definitely a check mark. Definitely want this. I... Um, you know, they had. Oh, you know, I got then we had questions. The... Wait, I got questions. Go ahead. We had sliders. Frank, stop! I go first. No, Frank, no. <laughs> go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. We had some sliders. No, we gotta hear more. We gotta hear more. Shh. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it quick. There was sliders. You know, there was take like your a, time. A fish. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a shrimp thing situation. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you know, and then the main course we had it was chose between like there was a steak. Obviously, the steak was good. Mm. Um, we had uh, a fish, a fish uh, item that was good. Um, yeah, and yeah, then they gave yeah. us you know some dessert choices. There was like a nice little brownie, brownie, brownie cake. But brownie, you know, basically brownie. like everything was good though. You know, there wasn't any one thing that I was like, Ugh, you know. Okay. So people that you know, and you guys will be at the wedding, so you'll you'll be. You'll be experiencing like the the this. I we want the food to be we want the food to be good, right? So like we're, we're very happy with what we what we tasted in the tasting. You ah. guys, that that post wedding podcast episode, we might have to do a podcast from the wedding. I'm sorry, <laughs> we might have to do a freaking episode Yo. from and and I'm say, I, a three parter. We're gonna have to do it pre wedding. We're gonna have to do something from the cocktail hour, and we're gonna have to do something from the reception. Yeah. So. Dancing shoes on, guys. Okay, it's, get ready. It's gonna be a Brooklyn wedding. It's gonna be a Brooklyn Ooh. wedding. So excited. Weird. Okay, so all right, my first question. Yeah. Okay. Now it's it's not even directed towards you. I'm sorry, Jamie, okay. but like mm-hmm. it's about Fatima. Yeah. Fatima is the food professional in your relationship. Mm. I'm sorry, no offense. Yeah, no offense, but is that is that accurate? J- Jamie's a foodie, really. But she, Fo- he's she... a foodie. But she, go ahead. No, I mean, I'm I'm a food, but I'm still like I still have my picky ways, right? You know, I'll still be right, like, right. I don't really want to eat that, you know. And so she, that, she's the one who's like pushes me to try new things as well, because she'll be like, just eat it. It's not gonna kill you, you know. You know, 
This is good. And then sometimes I'll, and I'll be like, oh, maybe I, you're right. It wasn't that bad. So, um, she's really in the know when it comes to cuisine. All right. So I guess my question is, did she go to this thing like with her hair slicked back and Vaseline on her face and like a portfolio with her credentials? Like, how did how did she do it? This thing? She, um, she no. I mean, I think because you know you can do this again with different items. So I don't think there was like it wasn't like added. You know, it wasn't unnecessary pressure to get this particular one right. So I think she went in with just like um, excitement, right? Um, but she was happy with me because I wasn't being picky. I was tasting everything. So she, at the end, she was like, well, I'm, I'm proud of you that you actually like tried everything and you didn't, you didn't push anything to the side. And so I was, she was happy with that, you know, because we want to, we may want to make, we want to make the right food choices. Right. I mean, food is like, you know, important in the way. Crucial. You don't want people spitting out, you know, the, 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 the apps. Have you guys decided on a DJ? I know we spoke about this before. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a DJ that uh, we've known from other weddings that we like that mm. has a personal that you know personal kind of thing with Fatima that she knows. But um, uh, we're, we're we're trying to make we're trying to finalize that deal because I think that DJ is pretty busy. So all right, around around what date are we looking at for this wedding? It's gonna be April Fools next year. Are you serious? Yeah, April Fools. Yeah. If you guys- doing food tasting you need to do a dj tasting like get all the djs that you want to consider oh, wow. and have them spin their way into your wedding like have DJ them spin tasting. and win we gotta give them spin like yeah win. i think we gotta give them tasks like all right give me your best three minute old school mix yes oh. yes okay here's another challenge you could be like hey dj x you're losing the crowd they're leaving the dance floor what genre of music do you go to go you know what I'm saying? Quiz them. We um uh when we did the tour of the actual space, uh sh- shout out to the uh the green room. It's called the green room in Brooklyn. That's where it's gonna be at. Um okay. we um there was a DJ there, like you know, they have these people already there, kind of like giving their cards out. It was this DJ, uh uh, and she she was fine, like she she said all the right things, but she was kind of like a blonde, you know, like she was blonde, like a white girl. Okay. It just seemed like we wanted a little bit of like, you know, we wanted some of like uh, someone urban, right? <laughs> Can I put that? <laughs> and nothing against her, but she just seemed a little too sweet, right? And she I'm like, like, are you going to know, know when to play the salsa, the, uh, the perfect salsa song at the right time? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I give her props because she seemed like a really cool DJ just for a random Saturday night party. But for a wedding, we wanted someone... Uh, we wanted a, you know, a POC, someone, whether it's Latino or Filipino, like we wanted to represent someone from our, um, but so it, that's a hard choice. It's a hard choice, right? It's a hard choice. Real quick, um, shout out, because after, after we did the tasting, we were like, we're in Brooklyn. When, when are we in Brooklyn, you know, often? Um, we went to Lucali. I don't know if anybody knew Lucali, but Lucali no, is that? Like that? That? a pizza place in Brooklyn that is crazy. Crazy. Mm. Wow, tell us about it. Where is that? Um, it's Downtown, in Henry over there, Street. Brooklyn Heights. It's, like, it's in Henry yeah. Street in Brooklyn. So, and the guy, he's been on a lot of these food network shows, and and um, you know, um, and we actually saw him like like walk out of the Lucali. We were like, oh shit, that's the dude. But so we ordered a pie and then took an Uber from Brooklyn all the way back uptown so we could eat the Holy pie warm. Holy, that's how much wow. we wanted this pie. So, um, 
I guess it goes to show you, like, you can never be a good, good New York City pizza because we were we ate all that all those samples, but we still were like, we gotta have Brooklyn pizza. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like taking a cab like that with some with some food like that going all the way uptown. It's like, yeah, yeah. Did you give the <laughs> Uber driver a slice? That's what I'm saying. I was gonna ask you that. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> He got a pretty good. He got a pretty good <laughs> fee that night because that's not a that's not a uh, that's not a cheap trip. So up to, but the aroma of the pizza been, filled his car. I mean, how tantalizing! I would have been giving you a look, man. He probably gave us like two stars for not sharing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Messed up, Jamie. Jamie. But, but it was a good like you know you Frank had a good day in the city. That was a good food day for us. You know, right. we had a good food food day in tonight. Uh, so shout out to Brooklyn. Nice. I broke food. So your your menu is now complete, right? Well, I mean, right now we liked a lot of those things. We might do one more closer to the wedding. They were like, yeah, you can if you're thinking. So there might be two or three things that might not that we might change our decision on. But um, that chicken and waffle definitely going to be there. I can tell you that for sure. Ooh. Yo, I'm going to tell you real quick because you just, you know, try to uh, jigger some memories in my head. Believe it or not, y'all may think that I was probably a bridezilla, but I didn't even want to do the tasting. <laughs> I didn't even want to do the tasting. Guess, if you guys know me, guess who in my family insisted? Your dad. My dad. Yes. Of course, I know My dad. dad. My dad said, well, you better tell him to cut a good place, good piece of filet mignon, because I'm going up to New Rochelle, and I want more of a tasting. I don't want a sample. I want the whole steak. I want to see what it's going to look like. My dad, he weighed the filet mignon medallion. He's like, no, it's. I want it to be at least 0.7 pounds for my guests. Okay? Like, he was the one that was, like, really into the He was the a tasting. dadzilla. He was a dadzilla. Yeah. Oh. He was a... He was the father of the bridezilla. Does that make sense? Yeah, the father, father of the, the bridezilla. Yeah, but I wasn't yeah. the bridezilla. You were a bridezilla. Dadzilla, dadzilla. But you know what, what? Did people like the food in your wedding? Frank, how was the filet mignon at the wedding? I thought it was outstanding. It was delicious. There you go. So amazing. thanks, thanks. I assume you got the filet mignon because there was three options. You know, Jamie, the rules, yeah. right? There's rules. The filet mignon, and then we did a chicken, and then we did a vegetarian option. And I think it was it was very good. Yes. Very, very good. The, the fish, uh, and I forgot exactly what kind of flesh it was, but the you know the steak is always good. The fish item that we tasted was just as good. Like I was actually surprised. I thought I was like I'm gonna like the fish. I mean, I'm gonna like the steak, but um, uh, yeah, our fish option is is just as good. So when if, if if people want me to like give them a little bit of like tips for the wedding, what to get, I I wouldn't go straight. I I would if you're going with someone else. I would I would say that you both get uh one of one of each and share mm-hmm. because that fish item is 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 uh, pretty good on the low. That's I, a really I, good tip. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I gotta start looking for my date, man. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting! Oh, we have a little less than a year. We hardly have any time. We have so much to talk about. I know. All right, we're going to have to develop a segment anyway. All right, guys. Well, now that we've talked about the bites at your wedding, maybe we could talk about the bochita bites on the show. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochicha bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochicha bites. 
All right, what's up, y'all? Hey, hey it's up, Jamie, brother? everybody. Come on, on, gather around. Before I start, I, we didn't mention mm. this in the beginning, but um, if you were wondering, you know, everyone knows we, uh, we were nominated for a Webby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Unfortunately, we came up short. We didn't get the it's Webby. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, uh, Nicole Byer. Who does a, a web? Uh, she does a, a web um, a podcast. I was gonna say webcast. A podcast underneath the Conan O'Brien Conico Production Company. Um, Team Coco. Coco. What did I say? Conico. Yeah. Well, Conico. I think is another is is production company. Yeah, but Coco. Team Coco. They. Uh, yeah. They won. Which you know. Look. Yeah, we, we were happy to be in the game. A Latino comedy show being nominated for a best comedy podcast. Mm. Uh, at, for yes. the Webbies, mm-hmm. this is worldwide, yes. y'all. We're, we're mm-hmm. going up against everyone in the world, podcast wise. So mm-hmm. we were happy to be in the game. We 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 got close. We got to the you know we got to the to the one yard line. Um, wow. But, um, we didn't we didn't win, but we feel like winners still, y'all. All good, baby. Yes. All good in the hood. I you know I have a request. Uh, and this is a very spontaneous request. We didn't talk about this behind the scenes, but Jamie, you worked really hard at putting together a five-word speech, oh, no. uh, an acceptance speech. So maybe this is the time to just workshop them <laughs> and and tell our listeners what we planned to say. Now, look, we didn't think we were going to win. I just want to go on record saying that. But everybody, every professional has to be prepared. So I hit up Jamie and Frank, and I was like, yo, let's just get our acceptance speeches ready, because that's what the Webbies are known for, too. Five-word acceptance spe- acceptance speeches. So, like, no need for Webby music to, like, wrap up the speeches. All you get, whoever you are. Whoever you are, whether wow. you're Cardi B, Pharrell Williams, five words. That's it. So... Jamie, should I share with our listeners those few yeah, five can you words? Share, yeah, can you share with them? Yeah, definitely. All right. And they are in no particular order. Or fun. maybe I'll just put them in order right now. Okay. So number four came in at <clears throat> Latinos are louder after winning. Okay? Five <laughs> words. Which is true. It's true. Yeah. It's a fact. Yep, yep. Right? Okay. Here's another one we had. Number three. Number three choice was gracias, Webbies, and we out. <laughs> I like that because it, it, you know it's bilingual and it also references something that you say on the show all the time. Yeah. Yes. Well, if you like the bilingualism of it, then maybe you'll like this one. So number two was Webby winners. Yatu sabes. Ooh, that, um, that was also a good one. Yeah, because that's just like yo. We got if we only got five words, we got to represent the culture. All right. And this last one, which represents the culture, is. <sighs> My favorite. Uh, and it is simply, yo, 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 gracias, Webbies. That's it. That's it. That's it. A simple so thank you. So we didn't win, you. but we won. Um, we won, you guys. A little we nominated, thank you. like you said. It's huge. Yeah. Or, or we could have just gone with, you know, five words. I didn't, uh, I didn't write anything for this. Or something. That's five words right there. That was six. That was six. I you would have been cut write. off. See, that's the thing. Five words is hard. Like, I think a lot of the ideas that I was coming up with... Always was ended up at six. It was just like mm. this one word. I just want this one extra word. So five is can't do it. I think they did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. It's like they want five is just they know that you have to really be creative. So mm. um, 
If you go to webbyawards.com, you could actually see some of the iconic five-word speeches given throughout the history of the Webbies in their 25 years of existence. Oh. And I got, I got into that, you know, I fell into that hole. What do they call it? The wormhole, the rabbit hole, whatever hole. The word, the word hole. Whatever it is. And I was just watching and listening and looking at all these speeches made throughout the years, and they're incredible. Anyway, I will shut up. That was great, though. I'm, I'm glad you um, let the uh, let listeners in on that on the process yeah. of our five of, of our five word um, acceptance speech that we would have we would have done if we would have won our our five word um, uh, losing speech had a lot more expletives <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of words we might not you know it's we, we're gonna not say right now on the air it might be a little yeah, too yeah. you know uh, not safe for work so we'll keep yeah. it at that um, but yeah, thank you, Webby's. Uh, again, now we, you know, we feel great that we can always say Webby nominated podcast. Latinos yes, that, they can't take that away. Yeah. They can't take that Woo-hoo. away from us. Okay. So talking about that, yes, that they cut into my bites a, a little. Um, so I'll have less, but I, I feel like we needed to talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. but the bites that mm-hmm. I will talk about, mm-hmm. um, A-Rod is in the news. Oh, A-Rod, okay. uh, okay, okay, also okay. known as J-Lo's ex. Oh um, man. Done. He's, going, he's going through it. Huh? She's still hanging out with Affleck. That, uh, that's not just a fling man. right now. They are working out together. You know, J-Lo doesn't just work out with anybody. Damn. <laughs> So excited about this! I'm excited. So, Yo, A Rod um, must be feeling it, man. A Rod, he man. well, th- this is the story I'm saying is separate from this, but he actually posted something on Instagram about starting a new phase of his life, and he's ready to start this new phase of his life. He's moving on. That's good. That's he's good. moving on. Um, and one of the so the story, the bite from him is that um, he is launching a makeup line for men. What? He's launching makeup no, for men. Um, this is his new venture, and I'm actually all for it. Okay, I think you, I think we need to normalize makeup for men. I mean, and when we're, when we're saying makeup for men, it, this is subtle makeup, right? This is not like you know, we're not gonna put, we're not talking eyeliner. This is um, yeah. you know, touch ups, yeah, stuff touch-ups. to kind of under the, the eye area, area. enhancement right just right. subtle enhancements yeah. it has a ring like to it. uh it has a ring to i think a rod should know a rod should know well about enhancements right performance enhancements oh my god oh, maybe he is the right guy to do this <laughs> wow. so yeah these are like performance enhancement drugs for your face right um, <laughs> That's the tagline right there. Wow. <laughs> so um, he's partnered with him and hers to launch a product called the Blur Stick. The Blur oh. Stick. Um, yeah. This sounds sounds a little dirty, but it's not. It's uh, the Blur Stick is um, it's basically to it's used it's a stick used to conceal the blemishes or razor bumps you get on your face. You know, so inventive. Um, it's a concealer. Look, we all have skin imp- I feel like I feel like we're doing. We're not the sponsor for this, by the way. Oh, um, okay. but, <laughs> but you would this think. is used for skin imperfections. I'm actually curious, and I think I want to buy a blur stick. Yeah. Um, and I wanna I wanna review it on the show. Okay, I know some guys that maybe need it in the back of their neck. You ever seen guys like with those nasty, you know, bumps in the back of their neck? 
Yeah, son. Yeah, we mean. Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, well, this is exciting. This is for these alpha males that you know. Look, they probably think makeup is not you know uh, a machismo type thing, right? An outdated way of looking at things. But you know, so maybe A Rod will make you know these alpha men care more about their appearance, I mean, which is cool. Mike Tyson is going to have makeup and guys like that. Mike Tyson, yeah. I mean, look, who knows, right? You know, you get these tough guys, you know, a biker is like, hey, you know, I'm going to put some concealer before I go on the road, on the open road, you know? Um, So I think it's cool, you know? I mean, this is a new, you know, he used to be a baseball player. Now this is like a new way of, you know, the term. It it puts the term makeup game, you know, to another level, right? Um, Oh! Uh, but look, you know, shout out to, to A-Rod, uh, you know, making everybody try to look as good as they can. Aren't those, aren't those metrosexuals? I think metrosexuals is, 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 I don't think people use that term anymore, but it is kind of in that vein of like guys, when guys first started to want to look good and, and, right. you know, care about their appearance, they were called metrosexuals. But mm. I don't know. I think it's gotten a little bit normalized where they don't even use that term anymore. Okay. You know? Um, okay. But we'll see. Um, the uh, the next bite um, actually okay. is also baseball. In the Dominican mm. Republic recently, okay. there was um, a player attacked the umpire during what? a game. No, man. No, no, no. What no, is no, going man. on? I know, no, you know, Dominica, no, like no, baseball is no. important in the, in the culture. I see no. I see no. I see no. It just, there was just a big, you know, look, somebody didn't like a call. They, it was on video of this player um, in the Dominican League attacking an umpire. Uh, So I I think, you know, look, sometimes when I'm watching a game, you know, I feel like, yo, I wish this umpire would get a beat down because of this call. You don't (laughs) actually want to see it happen. Yeah, Dominicans are very passionate about their baseball, you know? Oh, yeah. And ba- Barcelona, it was some Brugal there, maybe, you know, maybe things got out of hand. I've been to those games. They get, they get really they get really feisty sometimes. I mean, look, I mean, baseball has been getting a little bit boring recently. Uh, you know, mm, maybe, maybe, maybe there should huh? be, yeah, maybe there should be some sort of like, <laughs> you know, hockey they fight, right? Yo, you're right. We little fight here and there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And we fight back interesting. Um, yeah, but they're not gonna they're not gonna let BIPOC fight, okay? Because white people that play hockey fight <laughs> a different way, okay? You know? They are exhibitionists. They are they're fighting, but you, BIPOC fights. What are you guys nuts? They're gonna drop like flies. They're gonna whip out the the nine millies. It's gonna be a whole mess. It's just not a good idea for sports. <laughs> To inject BIPOC fighting. And that's just my POV. It's not. Look, this guy was attacked. The umpire was attacked with a bat and a helmet. That's not fair. Like, oh at least give the God. umpire a weapon. Shit. You know? Make it a fair fight. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to attack, make sure the umpire has a bat of his own. Maybe they can have like a, you know, they can have a, a, a you know, a bat battle or, or something like that. But um, also the batter's name was Elf, Elvis LeBron. Elvis, Elvis LeBron. LeBron. Why wow, sounds like a Bron James? Um, like the same ring to and it. He okay. was a former Cubs prospect who has a history of bad behavior. So, Ooh. Um, and this was uh, during a Liga Campesina de San Jose de Acoa Campesina. game. Campesina. Okay. That's a long one. Liga de Campesina de San Jose de Acoa game. <laughs> Maybe. That's so Dominican right there for sure. <laughs> Damn. So look, uh, you know, he was arrested. Elvis okay, LeBron. That's good. that's good. 
this is not good for you know kids you know if you're listening to this don't attack an umpire if you know if, if he makes a bad call just you know you can you can kick some dirt on him like they used to do back in the day you know yeah, kicking dirt is fine yeah. but we don't yeah. need to get you don't need to get violent you know violent, no, no. And, and don't right. give or latinos like, a bad name either right you know what i mean no, like let, you know latino dominicans especially dominicans baseball is their sport right they're that's only life. that's like oxygen that's like they have the best players in, in major leagues you know so don't don't put a you know don't put a bad uh give us a bad reputation out there you know so yes um keep it clean and uh those are the bites for this week Hi. thanks jamie those are the bites which means it is time now for frank spiracy news Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. What's up, Frank? Jamie. What's up? Hi. What's up, Frank? Hi, Frank. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm pretending to be Rachel because she's not in this particular segment, but um, I, I, yeah, I, I hear her. I was trying to like, fake it, but um. Yeah. No, no, you did a great job. So, but Frank, I'm ready. I'm ready for your Frank Spiracy news this week. What's going on? This one, um, this one was done a while back by Mr. Uh, El Mindy Motherfucker. El Modifoca, Jerry Diaz. Diaz did this one like about three years ago. You know, I never fake any fake news. Anything that's ever said on the fake news, I always say if it was done or not. Every fake news that's ever been done on Latinos Out Loud is authentic and it's up to date. This one was done by Jerry Diaz about three years ago, okay? Mm. And today we're going to talk about, Jamie, about the Denver International Airport, okay? Oh. Yes, guys. Well, I'm not going to say guys. I'm going to say Jamie and Rachel. <laughs> there in spirit. Guy. Okay, yeah. guy. Listen, this, is, this place, I don't know if you remember, this place is like synonymous like with the Illuminati. There's a lot of conspiracies about this airport. Um, it was built in 1994. In front of it, there's like a horse, okay? Big, big horse is like about 32 feet in, 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 in length. It's 9,000 pounds. And I'm going to tell you something crazy about it. This is like the first thing you see when you go into this airport. This thing actually killed the actual guy that designed it. It actually killed them while they were designing it, okay? Which started off everything like on a really, really negative note, Okay. Wait, this this horse? Yes, the designer. It's not. That, what is it made of? It's just a statue. It's made out of fiberglass, and it's and huge. it killed the guy while he yes, was making it. Yes, it broke in his studio while he was building it, Jamie, and it actually oh, fell, damn. and it saved, it severed an artery in his leg, and it actually killed. Him, okay. Oh wow. Okay. So what they actually did is his family and friends didn't want the project to go astray, and they kept on building it, and they actually built it, and they put it in front of this airport. This is the start of this airport's. Uh, uh, existence. All right, Jamie. We're just starting with that. Yeah. Okay. This this murderous yes. fiberglass horse. Right, and and it's the, the locals started calling it out of all names. They started calling it Lucifer because it's blue, and it has red eyes coming out of it, like two laser beams kind of coming out of both. Lucifer. Lucifer. That sounds yes. like a fucked up Smurf. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's like, oh, hey, remember, remember Lucifer? But this is how things started. And the weird thing, Jamie, is when they started building this airport, the locals were already speaking about people digging inside. They were like putting bunkers inside. They were saying like weird noises were coming out from the underground. So they say that this place is like a hub. Okay, this airport is like a hub for underground um, 
bases and underground things that come from other areas of the country, okay? Even when you go to this airport, they say that you have to get, like, you know how they, uh, LaGuardia, you get onto those railways, and it takes you to the actual uh, to the actual uh, place where you take the, the, the plane? In yeah. this uh, airport, you go underground. So they say that there's underground bases going down, and people actually say that this place is like an actual portal to the underground or a gateway to the underground. What? Yes. And we've spoken about the lizard people, right? So they say that the lizard people go down there, and these are like mazes down there. There's like like high end technology down there. There's like rail, like 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 you know levitation railways that you can travel from L.A. to New York like in two hours. Like there's a man, a Lambeth of of cities down there, okay? And they're saying that this Denver um, airport is the gateway to that. And Jamie, I got something better to tell you. There's a plaque in front of the place, okay? Uh oh. And it's and and it has the 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 Illuminati seal on it. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm gonna tell you what it says on it. Okay, it says the time capsule beneath this stone contains messages and memorabilia to the people of Colorado in 2094. Oh damn! Okay. Yes. Yes. 2094. Damn. 2094. They're yes. going into the future. Yes. So there's something down there, Jamie. I don't know what it is. Now, how old is this airport? Is this uh, a re- is this an airport that's always been there, like no, an older one? No, it was built. It, Jamie, it was built in March nineteenth, nineteen ninety four. And by the oh. way, this year is the twenty fifth anniversary of it being uh, built. Okay. Uh, so that's very uh, that's very interesting with the year twenty twenty coming uh, in existence. And by the way, there's very interesting murals in the place. There's like some very cryptic mur- murals in the place. There's one mural that's called uh, it's made by some guy called Leo Tangunma, and it's called Children of the World Dream of Peace. And it has like this it's a weird mural, and it, it looks like children in agony and like dead animals and like wildfires like while children are running so it's like really weird there's this like is exactly the type of imagery i don't want when i'm going right. to get on a plane for like yeah. 4 or 5 hours <laughs> yo there's like there's like there's like these gargoyles like in suitcases it's really 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 weird place so i mean i don't know what to tell you um they spent they 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 budgeted like two million over the actual budget of what this was supposed to be. I thought LaGuardia was bad. (laughs) (laughs) LaGuardia, you feel like you're in a portal to like a freaking like you know uh worlds where like you know nothing everything looks crappy. Although they are they are renovating it. Yeah. I don't know if they're renovating the whole thing, but have you ever been to an airport that kind of like freaked you out like that? Um, I, 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 I'm, I mean, airports, Miami, I mean, you don't have to walk. You would take these long, um, these long, I mean, you don't even have to walk. It's like these railways that you don't even have to walk and it just keeps on, it keeps on moving you without you actually walking. That was like a weird airport that I, I, an airport, I went, I went to an airport in San Francisco and they had act for like, I don't, I think it was temporary, but they had a, a Norwegian board exhibit in the airport. Holy smoke! And it was all a collection of all the all different types of Ouija boards through time. Holy smoke! And I was asking, I was like, "Why is this in this airport? Like, this is so random." And I took pictures. I took <laughs> pictures of all of them. Like, it was like some of them like really look cool, but it was just I didn't understand why. What what was the connection with the Ouija board to San Francisco? Like, why mm. was this in the airport? Um, Funny you say that. 
Funny you say about Luigi board. This this airport's becoming so synonymous, like with conspiracy theorists. There's like memorabilia, like of lizard people. Like you know, marketing teams get behind. They do like all this marketing, like what ads, like with lizard people, like made with a man. They have a, like a cat with a with a tinfoil hat. So it's lending to the whole conspiracy, like you know, phenomenon of what this airport is. If if I was the Denver airport, I would run with this and they just are. sell a bunch of. Oh, so they have? Do they have merchandise? Yes. Kind of. Yes, they. they just, what kind? Of, so it's basically saying like, yeah, we know. We know our airport's a little freaky and right. maybe haunted, maybe, right. you know. They go, they go, they're going along with it. They're they going along with it. I mean, they know what's up already. I mean, the locals know what's up. This is like a hub. I was possessed at the, at the Denver <laughs> International Airport. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but look, Jamie, this place is going to be, eventually it's going to be a hub. You're going to be able to fly from the top and from the bottom. It's a whole Lambert downstairs. The United States is all covered from the bottom. It's like it's a whole city down 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 there. I mean, we're covered from Mexico all the way to Canada, all the way to, from LA to New York. It's all covered down there. There's a whole Lambert. There's a whole civilization living down there, Jamie. Wow, wow, wow. So Denver, wow. Yeah, Denver, Colorado, and they got good weed too. You know what I'm saying? You you can't beat it. You know what I'm saying? You can't beat it. That high altitude. High altitude. That high altitude. Yo, um, I think I want to take a trip out there, man. I gotta take. I gotta visit. This it's place. funny. You want to take a trip just to see the airport? Yep. <laughs> Jamie, it's you know literally me. like you get off the plane and you're like, "Oh, I'm. I'm. I, this is where I wanted to come. The first. The first place you wanted to show up is you're already there. That's. Hey, like, that's. That's where I want to hang out. You know, I want to. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna spend a day at the airport. Um. Wow. This is interesting. And I remember Jerry talking about this, but um. Um. And I remember kind of being like surprised that this exists like this and like all these kind of, like you said, the imagery yes. like, and inside, is out and about, like there's nobody's, nobody's hiding this. Jamie, it goes really deep. This thing looks like a Masonic hall, like the main, the main terminal actually looks like a Masonic hall. If you ever see one and they say also that where, um, Everything is placed. It, it goes in in in, in, in accordance with like what our mace. If you know more about masonry, it talks about like where everything is placed. And I can't go too deep into that because I mean I just can't. But the place itself, it, it's just really interesting. And I mean I'm gonna leave this. I'm gonna leave off with this. The Denver State Seal, right, is the only seal out of all the states that has the all-seeing eye on it. Okay. Oh, this. All right, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to just leave that. Right. And it's the only one that has it out of all the states that we have. Well, it's official. I'm I'm taking the train to Denver. There we go, Jamie. And with that, guys, well, Jamie, that is the fake news for this week. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. That was great. And now it's time for Aquelo Que. All right, y'all. It's get okay time. Right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off like I normally do with uh, a shout out to Yero.com. Right. The you know it. It's the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. Yeah. For doing for doing what they do. Yeah. So if you're a career dreamer and not a doer, Yero's got you. Wow. This week they're sharing how to create a roadmap to your career dreams. 
Nice. So um, visit yellow.com for the whole story. I just gave you a taste, but go to yellow.com for the whole thing. And also, I wanted to shout out um, the end of an era in Dykeman and Frank. I don't know if you heard about this. The Inwood Library was oh, torn down. I saw that, man. Oh, don't tell. Oh, I saw that, man. There's so many memories. The Inwood there. Library. So, you know, it, oh, this is our neighborhood. So many book reports there. Oh, if you're listening from somewhere else in the world, mm. um, yeah, this is this was a, a neighborhood um, staple, right? Yeah. It was the library that has been there since I was a kid, since Frank was a kid, yeah. right? That you know, I um, saw a lot of people posting that. I heard a lot of people's. Um, I did a lot of research there, man. I did a lot of research. I've searched a lot of card catalogs there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yo, you know what a crazy story that happened there once? It was like I was looking through a card catalog and then a, a friend of mine at the time, we were super young. A friend of mine at the time was, was, was you know, in, in back of me and somebody asked him like, yo, yo, um, what's your name? And then so he told them, the, he told them their name. Yeah. His name, and they were like, "Oh yeah, someone's looking. Someone's outside looking for you." Oh shit! And he fell for that. <laughs> he was like, "Oh okay," because he and he told them their name. It wasn't like they knew his name. Right. They tricked them into thinking that, "Oh yeah, yeah, somebody, uh, somebody's out there." So you know, he went out and uh, he came back into the library. He was like, "Yo, I just got, I just these a bunch of guys just like beat me up." Oh, <laughs> and it was like, "What?" <laughs> and it was like, "Yeah, like they kind of like." You know, up. he didn't get fucked up or anything. You know, he wasn't bloody or right, anything, right. but he said that they snacked him around a little bit. And I was like, oh, shit. So I was uh, I was like, all right, yo, when we go back out there, we got to run. <laughs> I'm like, and we ran it like, I was, he he lived in the opposite direction. So I was like, when we go out there, I'm running to my left and you, <laughs> you run to your right. right. We're running straight home without looking back. Because I didn't know if those guys were still out there. Right. So I sprinted back. I sprinted out of that library and ran all the way straight home. <laughs> Um, so that was uh, that's a memory of the Inwood Library for me, <laughs> but um, but I do feel bad. You know, it is the end of an era, and um, you know, look, it's libraries are great for the community, and and um, I still think we got to encourage you know the young people and, and older people to read. Um, you know, so even though it's not there anymore, right? Um, it'll always be there in spirit, right? Have so, we forgotten about our libraries? Are the Barnes and Nobles become the new library? Because I remember not we- even Barnes and Nobles. I think the new library is. Is our phones, yeah, right? Right, yeah. yeah People yeah, just yeah, reading yeah. a lot on their phones, and they just they don't have time to read a book, or they don't want to read a book, or they listen to a book on like Audible or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, but I still like to read, so I'm still all about. I'm still all about you know. I, I like I like having a physical nah, book nah, sometimes. That's the best. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it feels it feels special. Still has that special. It's like when people listen to albums. You know, I agree. There's I agree. nothing like a record, right? Yeah. And you just play the record; it feels official, and that's why I feel about books. So, facts. Um, so yeah, and um, Jay. So my uh, follow me on Instagram, Jay Ferns, and Twitter, Jay underscore Ferns. Uh, Frank, what's your okay, okay? Uh Real quick, I want to give a shout out to the city of New York uh, for the breaking of the Hip Hop Museum, which is to open in Ooh. 2023. I mean, this is a long time coming. I want to. I want to give a shout out to a few people. I want to be real quick. This is like a big moment in the Bronx's, um, you know, future. New York City's future. This is going to bring a lot of economic, um, you know, things coming into the Bronx. Hopefully, so I want to give a f- shout out uh, to some founders of the hip hop movement: uh, Grandmaster Flash, Cool Herc, Melly Mel, the Cold Crush Brothers, uh, DJ Charlie Chase, uh, Puerto Rican brother, uh, Rocksteady. Crazy Legs. I want to give a shout out uh, to L. Cool J that was there. Fat Joe. Nas. 
EPMD public enemy, Slick Rick. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Ruben Diaz Jr., a politician. Uh, he's been behind us for a long time. I want to give a shout out to Bronx native, uh, Nadia. I saw you that you were there. You were doing your thing, man. I, I see that you're representing. And this is, go this is going to bring, you know, um, the whole concept of hip hop, uh, you know, from the music, from the history, from, you know, the, the, the art of it, the DJing, the whole, the whole knowledge behind it, which I'm happy. Um, it's going to bring educational resources, going to bring workforce development, hopefully economic empowerment. And, you know, just to see the Bronx, how it was back in the days in the seventies and eighties, this is almost, almost 47 years in the making, you know, hip hop came from the Bronx. It's all, this is the, the music that's heard the most all over the world. This museum should make the Bronx stand on its own two feet. You know, out of all the boroughs, it's like the borough that's doing the worst. And it's not a good look for us. You know what I mean? Besides the Yankees, we got nothing else in the Bronx. You know what I mean? Jamie, you know what's up. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, and that's a museum that, much like the Rock and Roll Museum in Cleveland, mm. kind of revitalized that area. I mean, you know, when you think of Cleveland, you don't, you right. know, there's not a lot that you'd be go to Cleveland for, but a lot of people go to Cleveland to, to visit the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame. Right. So um, this is going to be the hip hop version. Yeah, man. And it's a, it's a like revitalization of the Bronx, you know what I mean? Which we yeah. should have. And it's going to be built, you know, like a, a, they're making like a waterway in the Bronx. They, they're hooking that place up and it's going to, it's going to be really, very nice looking. And I just want to give a few um, resources to people to see how the Bronx was back in the 70s. Um, mm. If you want to go on, on, on YouTube, go and see uh, something called Wild Style. Um, you're going to see the graffiti in the Bronx, how I looked at back in the day. Uh, there's another documentary called Our Latin Thing by Fania All-Stars. You'll see from a mm. Latino's perspective with Johnny Pacheco and the Fania All-Stars. They did that thing out there. I think it was in the South Bronx. Um, you know, you have uh, another show back in the 80s and the early 80s when I used to come home. It was called Graffiti Rock. And you see the whole graffiti thing and the dancing the whole night. So you see how the whole, you know, culture has taken from the beginning days until now. And I'm just so happy for that. And I also want to give a, a rest in peace to Mr. Paul Mooney. Mm. Uh, one of a kind, Jamie, as you know, you know, they don't make him like that no more. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with this cancel culture, you know what I mean? You know what's up. I, I, I know you heard of Chris Rock talking about the whole cancel culture thing. And it was so synonymous with Paul Mooney passing, Jamie, um, and what cancel culture is doing to the whole comedy world. What do you think about that? Look, I think every, every I, to me, everything is a case by case. And I think comedy, a lot of comedy is intent. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if, if a comedian says something controversial and the intent is to not be funny, but right. to hurt to be hurtful, then that's when I think, you know, people can have an issue with it. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait, dude, why are you doing, you know, shouting out hateful shit? He said it's hurting comedy. He said it's hurting comedy. The whole comedy people, think, yeah, he said people are not being funny anymore. Everybody's being very careful and people like are on, on X shows and he says it's not good for I comedy. I think people are afraid, some people are afraid to, to like be controversial in the right. comedy now because everybody just takes a snippet of one thing that's controversial right and they blow it up and they make it seem like oh this person was promoting this and this person promoting that comedians just want to make people laugh and i think the intent is is always if the intent is to make people laugh you know and, and you know who's for me to say that they shouldn't say what they want to say right 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 um but again you know um I think that's going to be a discussion till the end of time. Because, I agree with you. And I people are going to do what they want to do. And comedians, I feel like, you know, you don't always have to punch down. Mm -hmm. um, 
but again, also comedians don't like when people tell them what they what they can and cannot say. Mm. I mean, Lenny Bruce back in the day was right, right. You know, he was sent to prison because of that back in the day yeah, for he saying was he was wrong yeah. for being censored. And nobody comedians don't want to be censored, right? So it's always going to be comedians are always going to have that issue of cancel culture, uh, being a pain in their ass a little bit. You know, right, right. We'll see. You know, but I don't think it's a black and white issue. I agree with you. I Jamie. think it's uh I think there's a lot of gray in there. Also, real quick, shout out to Elmo Difoca. His podcast did a live show. His, po- uh, his podcast Men on Pause. Mm. Um, I think their first live show. Uh, I wasn't able to attend, but uh, you know, I it was there in spirit. Mm. And from the clips I saw online, they looked like they had a great time, oh, and it was a good oh, show. Oh, so oh, shout out to him, uh, our friend and friend of the podcast. So beautiful okay frank i think we're good now right we're gonna do the uh we're gonna do we're gonna have to take rachel's place she wasn't in this we're gonna have to do the the final you want to do it together the two words that she always uses to end the show which are we out okay (laughs) (laughs) oh you were asking me let's no let me just do it again louder that was too small i wanted you to do it with me so let's do it on the count of three all right all right go ahead one two three we out